1: And I'm Kyle Wenzel. And we're excited to have you guys back for another show today. You know, sometimes Kyle and I, before we go on air, have some very interesting
0: discussions. Some outlandish things.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I am so excited to have you guys back uh, for another show. And just a couple of things. If you're listening to us on the Apple device right now, once you scroll down, and give us a rating and review. If you've been listening to our show for a while and you have not rated us or reviewed us, please do so. It helps us out greatly. Also, we have a number that you can text if you have any suggestions for topics for the show, or if you just want to give us some feedback on the show, whatever you want to do. Now, this is at any time. It doesn't matter what time. So if it's nine o'clock your time or or two o'clock in the morning, your time, whatever, this is not our personal cell phone numbers. So you can certainly text this number anytime you want, two four eight three zero one twenty ten, two four eight three zero one twenty ten. Why don't you put that number in your phone so that and as TOL or thinking out loud so that you can Yeah, sound off. Give us feedback about some of the things that we're talking about. We appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten on these last few topics. Just wow. A lot of feedback. And we love that. We love talking to you guys. Also, if you love this show and you want the show to continue, we just ask that you go to our thinkingoutloudmedia.com. That's our website, thinkingoutloudmedia.com. And we have a donate button there. You can donate monthly to the show or you could do a one-time donation. Um, We need monthly donors. I think we we need about 15 more. We've got got five. Uh, At the time I'm recording this, we have five. We could have more uh, by that time. But I need 15 more people at least at $25.00 a month. You could do $5 a month, $10 a month, $2 a month, $500 a month, whatever you, whatever you can do, but this show will stay on the air because of you. And so we want to make sure that you have that opportunity to do that. So it's thinkingoutloudmedia.com. Scroll down almost to the bottom and click on the donate button there. You can do that through PayPal. All righty. So, well, today is another one of those taboo Christian topics. Get them
0: <laughs> Oh, what are we talking so, about today, Kyle? I'm just going to go ahead and, and let you guys know if you are a believer, you're a Christian who constantly does what I do, and you create a playlist and delete the playlist only to recreate the playlist because you don't know if what you're listening to is actually what you should be listening to. I want you to stop, and I want you to take a listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Sound good? We are going to talk about the number one, probably, dilemma that I have, Kevin, and that is, should Christians be listening to secular music? I'm a pretty active guy. Listen, I love worship. I love Christian music, but I like secular music as well. And when you're in the gym, secular music works for certain scenarios. When you're out and about, secular music works for certain scenarios. When you're trying to be motivated... It just works. And so, we need to talk about this because I know I'm not the only one. I am not the only one who downloads Bruno Mars only to delete him, only to re-download him again when I need him because (laughs) I am struggling internally on whether or not I'm (laughs) actually That's great. But you get where I'm going here. There's that constant battle on the inside. You don't know what's right. You don't know what's wrong. And you don't want to be wrong. You know, you genuinely want to please the Lord. You genuinely want your life to match up with what God would want it to to match up with. And I think at times, even when you don't feel convicted, it's like you sh- you feel ashamed because you don't feel convicted. Yeah. Right? And so there's that struggle, dude. So here's my dilemma:
1: if, if I if- if loving bruno is wrong lord i don't want to be right <laughs>
0: hey, <man. laughs> you just said you needed bruno in your life i love it oh every now and then you need a little something in your life hey. so listen listen I did, at least i didn't say i need a little bit of jesus and tupac all right, right so. yeah. <laughs> All right, so listen. Not saying I ain't listen to Tupac in my life. Hey, my, my, my dilemma, guys, and I think some of us we we wonder about this. Is listen, we like to enjoy good music. I like to consider myself someone who loves art. Yeah, who loves art and is not good at art at all. Like any form of art, I am not good at it, but I love it. And music is art, and I love it. But the problem is, is it, and I'm not hating. I'm not throwing shade. I'm not doing any of that. But There's a lot of people that are like, well, if you like rap, why don't you listen to Christian rap? Or if you like, you know, guys, I like, I like hip hop because it's good. It's a good product that's out. Now, not everything about it is good. There's a lot of evil inside of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking the hip hop that I can find that I like on a secular mainstream basis. It's done well, right? And majority of the Christian hip-hop that I find is good for certain s- seasons of my life, but I wouldn't say that there's something that I could just go to and say, yes, I can. Like, there's a disparity, in my opinion, on the quality of what's oh, put out there. Goodness. Oh, goodness. And Kevin is looking at me like I'm preaching heresy right now. <laughs>
2: hey,
1: well, listen, but, I'm not a big rap guy, so don't, I, don't but, want it, I don't want that to, but,
0: but, there but are some. Th- there's a lot of people that disagree with me. Yeah. I'm giving you my personal opinion. Now you're talking to somebody who was raised on, and I'll just be real with you. I was raised on Tupac. I was raised on Eminem. I was raised on Fifty Cent. I, the, I mean, you talk about the Beatles. I was raised on the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. My brother had a huge influence on the things that I listened to growing up, and you know things like Lincoln Park. My, you know, my dad listened to Lincoln Park. We listened to Lincoln Park, and so it was hard for me growing up. To all of a sudden make this transition and listen to, remember when K52 was out and guys like that? He had like the Mario Kart beats. You know KJ what I'm KJ
1: saying? KJ52, that's, yeah. KJ52.
0: Listen, great guy, lovely person, didn't like his music. <laughs> okay, so- <laughs> Wait a minute. So, Hold on. You didn't like 5 Tweezy? What, like, d- dude, if, if you're
1: a person who liked Eminem, you have to like KJ52. Did, nope. you,
0: did you not like Eminem? I mean, uh, you guys, people are going to throw me in a jail cell and lock the key for this, but he's my favorite artist. So yes, I like Eminem.
1: So, but kj 5 man, like, I'm not saying he was, like, perfect, but, like, he has some pretty no. good songs that sounded very much like Eminem
0: songs. Okay. The, he sounded like Eminem, but he was nowhere near creative. Like Eminem. Oh, no. No way. We are going to turn this show into a debate, right? I'm oh. just kidding, dude. <laughs> listen, I am not taking rap advice from someone who thinks Nas is the greatest rapper of all time. What? <laughs> just kidding. This guy has gotta- <laughs> lost his ever-loving mind. That has never right. came out of my mouth. I know. I lied on air. I'm sorry, guys. Anyways, listen. So here's the dilemma. Now, now here's, the dile- here's the dilemma. The okay. dilemma is... Obviously, it's clear-cut. Guys like Eminem, Tupac, guys like that, it's going to be very hard, Kevin, for us to find a song, right, where we can go, yes, that is a song I should be listening to, Yeah, Like, Like, I've graduated from that. I've understood, all right, there's just certain artists. But let's talk about secular music in general. Should Christians be listening to secular music? So, let's define secular music. Secular music is... Any And you can add in here, Kevin, the definition if you want, but any music written that was not intended for the church. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Any any music that has been written, lyrics, beats, whatever, that has been written, that's not solely intended for the church. And my dilemma is, is that I love, I love, I love, I love church music. I love it. I mean, I'm a youth pastor. I love worship. I love any other church music that's out there that's not worship. I don't know what you call that. But I also love certain secular music. And for the longest time of my life, I battled kind of being ashamed of going to the gym and saying, okay, today I'm not going to listen to David Crowder, but I'm going to listen to, and you name it. Yeah. (laughs) You understand? Like, oh, I'm going to throw on some Bleak 182 or I'm going to, and I've often thought like, here I am in the gym, right? And I'm listening to this music and I'm the same the same guy listening to this is also the same guy who develops sermons and you know goes to the Word of God for motivation. So I've had that like that shame, you know what I'm saying? And so I like that someone brought up this topic of should Christians listen to secular music? And it may be that a whole lot of people are trying to figure it out when it comes to Christianity and music in general. Like, hey, should I be listening to this stuff? I think, and I said this in the show before, but I think sometimes we ask the wrong question completely. I think when it comes to, you know, movies, when it comes to art, entertainment in general, I think instead of asking, you know, does my Christian freedom give me the ability to do this? Instead of asking that is, is it wise for my faith? Is it wise for where I want to go on my walk with God for me to be involved in this entertainment, for me to be involved in this type of art. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And the, just before I even join in and talk with you guys about this, I, I kind of want to, I just want to remind the listeners, and if you don't know, you know, kind of how, how I grew up, I grew up in a very strict household. So when we talk about secular music, this is not something that was a part of my life at all. We didn't even, we couldn't even listen to contemporary Christian music. Right. So the CCM that you hear today on, you know, whether it's K-Love or Air One and all, you know, kind of all the 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 radio stations now that plays Christian music. I wasn't allowed to listen to that. I will never forget. My sister and I sang years ago. We sang as the deer in my grandpa's church because I grew up in my grandpa's church. Later on, my dad took over the church, but we sang that and we were asked to never sing that song again and because the song was <laughs> was too contemporary they they were uh-huh. like it's just not uh something that we should be singing in the church and so yeah so i mean that just shows you how strict my background was uh we didn't go to bo- i didn't go bowling or skating or anything like that because they played secular music and my parents were like we're not going to go someplace where they're blasting secular music and you're skating around to it you know so i never got a chance to go skating or bowling it wasn't until i was an actual grown person that I went skating or bowling or bowl, uh, bowling for sure. I went bowling when I got older, but, but, but you're talking to somebody who's also a musician. So if, if you guys don't know this, and I don't know if you do or not, the only way you would know is if you went to the website, but I've also been a worship leader for the last 20 years. And so I love music. I love art. I love all the expression of it. You know, I sing myself. I play organ, piano, I would love to play guitar. I just, I can't. Um And I haven't had the discipline to sit down to learn it. But, but yeah, I mean, so, and I come from a musical family. Every single person in my immediate family either sings or plays an instrument or, or, and most of us both. So very musically inclined. And I, you know, at an early time in my career, I thought, I was going to go into the music industry. I thought that was just Mm. going to be what I was going to do. I recorded my first studio project in 2004. And you know I had somebody at that particular time that was trying to get me to consider going on a record label and and singing secular music and and all that type of thing. And I just vowed to God that I will never record. I'm not saying I won't sing it, but I'll never record uh, secular music. Like that's just that's been a thing. I'm like God, you gave me this gift. I'm gonna use it for you. I'm gonna use it to bring people to you. So you know, it. But not because I think it's wrong for somebody to sing secular music by any stretch. For me, I just I want to give my talents to furthering the gospel of Christ. So. So, I just kind of wanted to give you guys that background of me and, you know, just my musical background. And, and so when we talk about this, this is something that's very near and dear to my heart. And I've had to relearn what I believe about this. And my kids have had to go through it, right? So, my oldest daughter, Michaela, we were very hard line when she was younger, but we've evolved and we understand things better now. And, and so we're going to talk about this. That's what we're going to talk about today. But I just wanted to give you guys kind of my, my little piece of background there.
0: Yeah, so is, so. let's go ahead and let's answer this right off the bat. I mean, what do you think? Is it wrong for Christians to listen to secular music?
1: As a blanket statement to say, is it wrong for Christians to listen to secular music? I would say, absolutely not. That is not. Right. It's not. But,
0: but there, is, there are some dangers to listening to secular music that we have to discuss. That's, that's, that, that would be like my tagline. Like, no, it's not wrong. But there's a lot of dangers in, you know, what I'm saying like we got to you got to be sure of what you're listening to and how you're listening to it.
1: And, and right. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I think it, the other word is because this is kind of how how we've been going the last few shows is, is it a sin? Right? right. like Is it a sin for somebody to because that's what people have been told? Well, you listen to that that devil music. You're going to hell. You know that that music straight from the pits of hell. I mean, these are the things that people have heard that has made them fall under they condemnation because they feel uh, they feel like, hey, I, I just listened to Elvis and I now am going to go to hell because he I listened to Elvis. Well, again, be careful how you throw the word sin around. I think yeah. it's very, very important. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, Kyle, to answer your question, I agree with you. It's not, it's, it's, no, it's not intrinsically a sin, but it, it, there's some factors that it depends on.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think one of the factors is in the question that we have to ask ourselves in almost anything that we do, Kevin, whether it's watching something on TV, it's listening to something on the radio or, or, you know, from Apple Music is, You know, is this song, is this show, is whatever I'm doing, whatever that I'm listening to or watching, is it constructive to my relationship with God? Now, the typical Christian answer is going to be, well, if it's secular, then it's not constructive. And I would have to argue the fact that the majority of secular music isn't, Mm -hmm. because majority of what we hear, especially in the hip-hop realm today, is illicit drug use, sex before marriage, murder, violence, breaking the law. I mean, all that's law of the land stuff. So, obviously, before you even get to the biblical standpoint of that, you shouldn't be involved in that in general. However, there are, there are songs that, though they're not intended to promote God, mm-hmm. they promote his principles. Right. You know, there's songs that talk about loving one another. There's songs that talk about caring for your neighbor. There's songs that talk about mental health that some Christian songs don't even cover. Right. And, and so, without the secular artist even knowing they've taken on a godly moral in their songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and, and so in 1 Corinthians ten twenty three, I wanted to bring this verse up. Now, this verse, I'm just going to let you know the context of it, it's more of a dietary verse, but it's, it, it can go right along with the analogy of what we're talking about now. And it's saying this, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. Mm-hmm. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. Now- It's talking about the believer's freedom and their dietary needs. Again, this is Christian freedom, okay? This is freedom within the parameters of what I believe. So I don't want you to think that I'm overlooking the context here. However, this passage can be expanded to the never-ending list of moral gray areas that we face, the Christianity, the freedom with with inside of Christianity. There's good wisdom in this verse. Hey, listen, I could do. Anything within these parameters, but doesn't mean that I have to, because it doesn't mean that it benefits my relationship with God. And what I think is that the scripture proves that some topics aren't even about the issue of sin, Kevin. Mm -hmm. It's not even about an issue of whether or not it's sin, even though we tend to ask that. Some topics are more so about the issue of wisdom and whether or not what we do is good for others and is good for ourselves. Right, right, yep. And, and, and so being involved in this certain song or music, is it beneficial for the call of God on your life? And that question answers my question when I'm in the gym and I go, hey, I'm a youth pastor. I need something to motivate me. Well, guys, I can't throw Eminem on. That, like, that part of my life has to be gone because most of what he talks about is sexual promiscuity, violence, domestic violence. I mean, you go down the list. I can't be involved in that and say, Yes this is going to benefit my relationship with God. right? You, know, you get what I'm saying? Right. However, there are other artists that I can listen to in the same genre where they have songs, you know what I'm saying? Where yeah. they'll motivate me in the gym to do better, to be a better person, to work harder. That talk about grinding, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and working through those moments. And sure, there's probably a few choice words in there that I wouldn't use, Mm-hmm. But I'm, you, you know what I'm saying, but uh, you look past certain types of things like that, because you know the reason you're being entertained by this isn't anything out of an evilness, but it's out of a motivation, it's out of a will to be a better person and to do better. And so I think that's the question I had to ask myself when I came along with secular music was, well, is this going to benefit the call of God on my life for my job, for my family, for those around me, and for me personally, eternally?
1: Right. And when he talks about grinding, he's not talking about that kind of grinding.
0: No, no, like going to work. Like, yeah. Listen, no. Brooke would smack me upside. So, no, no, no. I'm just, just getting to work.
1: Yeah, getting to work. I just don't want to see that as a uh,
0: as he a quote. Said he, we can, we can listen to songs about grinding. Yeah.
1: I just don't want that to be a quote on somebody's Facebook, Kyle Wenzel. So right.
0: But yeah, and that's. Kyle, I, I, I totally agree. I think when... I was just going to say, I, I was just going to say, I think we have to stop stop equating critical thinking questions to sin questions.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Just because you have to critically think about something, it doesn't mean that that something has to be a sin. Right. And I think when we critically think about decisions according to our faith, we go, well, if I'm thinking this hard about it, then there's got to be something... No. No, 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 no. It doesn't necessarily have to be... It's just a wisdom decision. Right. Right.
1: And yes, and I think it's it's appropriate to say here, because we get this sometimes where a person or people may be convicted specifically about something like this in their own personal life. Okay. Right. You could be convicted. And I think this is what Christians, a lot of Christians don't understand. And I didn't understand this for years. I thought that was just contradicting God and all this kind of thing. But God does not deal with everyone the exact same. He just doesn't. Everybody's at a totally different place in their life, spiritually, and everybody has different proclivities toward things or besetting sins or things that will lead them in areas where other people don't have that problem, right? There are certain people that can watch certain things, listen to certain things, do certain things. There are some things that, don't get me wrong, is universally wrong across the board. None of us yeah. as Christians should watch it, listen to it, do it, go there, whatever. Like there, there's just, and I think those things are main and plain. But there are other things that you know. There might be a song that Kyle can listen to that I can't listen to, and the reason is not that that the song is a bad song. It may be that God knows that that song triggers me in an area, or I know that that song triggers me in a way that it shouldn't. That it it shouldn't maybe because of a past experience or a past, you know, romantic relationship, whatever it, 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 you know, whatever it is. But I can't look at Kyle and go, I can't believe I cannot believe you're listening to that song. Well, Kyle has no negative context to put with it. Like he just likes the song because this is just a song that he likes. That wasn't about his ex-girlfriend. That wasn't about a, a, a relationship he was in before or Or something he did in his life before that God is like, Hey, listen, I don't even want, I don't even want you to be anywhere near that. Right. I mean, that, that, that kind of thing. So I think we have to be very careful that when we are strongly convicted by something, it's not necessarily that that's just, that's for everyone. It's sometimes it's just for you (laughs) and you gotta, you have to be okay with that. Right. I think sometimes we get a little bit bitter because we see other people doing it and we're like, well, how come I can't do that? You know, well, if Kyle does it, I should. No, maybe you shouldn't. Like, and God knows, and you know if you shouldn't or not, but don't judge somebody else
0: for their choices. And so- Yeah, and, that, and that's where, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be teaching on this this week, but that's where we, you know, me and you were talking before the show, I think a lot of times we, we try to learn God and understand God, and we look for patterns in life, we look for patterns in his word, and- I think you said it best, you know, there's, there's going to be things in your life that are different than mine. Now, obviously, there there's Christian moral that goes across the board for everybody. Right. But then there's going to be certain scenarios where, listen, God is going to move and work in ways in someone's life, and he, he's not obligated to do that in, in everybody's life the same way because he's, he's a God of principle and he's a God of character. And I think as long as we can digest this life and navigate this life and say, hey, am I going against God's character here? Am I going against the principles in which he's teaching on here? If we're not, it still can look a little different than someone else's decisions based off of your life,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: based off of your struggles, based off of the things that have caused you to oppose God in your life before and the things that will cause you to oppose God in your life in the future. And that's why a lot of these Christian freedom choices are really Christian wisdom choices. And that's why they look different from person to person. That's why alcohol looks different from person to person. That's why verbiage looks different from person to person. Mm -hmm. That's why here, secular music is going to look different from person to person because, again, you're lining it up with how does this affect my walk with God? Mm -hmm.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. And I think we have to look at, I think we have to look at a, a few when we talk about. Secular music or any music in general, what does the, what does the Bible actually say about music? Like, what, yeah. wh- how is music used for what purposes? All that good stuff. Yeah. And l- so, I, I mean, I, I think there are a few things that we need to look at, and we need to figure out what what is it that the Bible says about music. And so, one of them. Is so you have to look at what's the purpose of music. What so what does the Bible say that the purpose of music is? Or how do we see that in scripture? And so I I think one of the most famous places you see it is Psalm, all right? Because in the Psalms, David had all kinds of songs that were vertical, right? Vertical worship to God, telling him how great he is, how awesome he is, all of all of those things. So we all are familiar with that. But then he also had songs that were petitions to God. Like it was just like, "Hey God, I'm struggling here." Like, "I'm, you know, I need you. I'm, you know, it, it and so they they were more petitions to God. We also see that there was another purpose of music and it was to bring peace or to soothe someone by playing just skillfully and beautifully on an instrument. We see that when King Saul was tormented by evil spirits and he called David in to play the harp in order to soothe him, right? We, we see that in 1 Samuel 16, 14 through 23. Uh, so we see that. Then we see music being used as a sound of war. So if you look in Judges 7, 16 through 22, the Israelites actually use instruments to warn of danger and also to, to surprise their enemies. So we see music being used as the sound of war. Then we see music that is also used to build up the body of Christ. So when you, we see that scripture that says, you know, singing to yourself psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, hey, that's that's when we come together for worship. Or it mm-hmm. can be individually, of course, individually as well, but we're singing songs that lift Christ up together, right? We're singing songs that point us to him and that that talk about his goodness and his kindness and His all the great things that he's done in the past, what he's doing now. And what we believe the word of God says that he's going to do in the future, right? So we have songs about heaven and we have songs about, you know, God's healing and his grace and his mercy and all of these things. These are all songs that help build us up, right? So when we see these things, we see that again, for vertical worship, petitions, bringing peace or soothing music, the sounds of war. And then we see music that builds up. I think where a lot of people get hung up is on that scripture that says, or oh, a couple of things. But one is on the scripture that says Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Kyle, can you get that scripture for me? I, for some reason, I did not put it in my notes. Don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. But that that particular scripture, they take that and just like we've talked about in other shows they extract that scripture and say things like well you know the bible says that we should be singing to each other psalms songs hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in our hearts to the lord okay and they use that to put a doctrine around whether people should listen to secular music or not which is just silly i i, I mean i don't know any other way to put that because Yes, as Christians, do, is that part of what we do? Absolutely. But music in and of itself is not moral in the sense, that, you know, music in and of itself is an avenue by which we hear beautiful sound, right? It's not something where we can say, well, you know, if you play this note, well, then that's bad. But if you play this note, well, then that's good, right? And we'll Talk about this a little bit deeper in a, in a second, but there's nowhere in Scripture where it says or even hints to that we should not sing celebratory songs. Because if that's the case, we shouldn't sing Happy Birthday, we shouldn't sing the national anthem, we shouldn't sing you know uh, the little rockaby baby lullaby songs that we sing to our our children and our babies, right? I mean, it because all of that would be categorized as secular music. Mm -hmm. But you don't think about that when you think about singing Happy Birthday or, or you know, there's the Happy Anniversary song or whatever songs that we sing, the Wedding March song. I mean, all the songs that we sing in our culture, why not walk down the aisle to instead of Here Comes the Bride, which is a secular song, might I add, why don't you come down to As the Deer or come down to, you know, Whatever, name your Christian worship song, right? It just doesn't make sense, guys. And so mm-hmm. we we have to look at what the Bible actually says. What does that scripture say, Kyle?
0: I, I think this is what you're talking about. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Is that what you were yeah, talking about? Because there's a couple other ones in psalms that talks about like certain instruments like harps and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nope, that was it. Yeah, thank you. That one was it. And so, yeah, I think that's the scripture that that people get.
0: Well, and you can see why, you know, it's addressing one another. And then Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Right. You know, so if I'm reading that, I'm going, okay, well, that eradicates any kind of secular anything, you know. Right, right. Yeah. And, th- and that, again, just doesn't line up
1: with with the whole of scripture or historical culture either. Right. And I think what happens a lot of time is we get caught up in in style. So I'm, 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 I want to talk a little bit about style because this is a, this is a a kind of a fight in church. So this is, we're kind of going to touch on something else while talking about should Christians listen to secular music. It's going to touch on something else just real quick. This is where things a lot of times get hairy. People have a hard time understanding that just because they don't like a certain kind of music, doesn't mean that the, that type or sound is wrong, right? We have so many different types of music in our culture. We have jazz and we have rap, we have blues, we have classical, we have country, we've got, I mean, you, reggae, you know, you name it. We've got so many different types of styles of music. Those type of styles is an expression of different cultures, different eras, different times, right? It doesn't make any form of those expressions wrong. So you say, well, well what makes music wrong? Like, I, I mean, it, it, because there's, and, and I and I think before we answer that question, and Kyle might want to speak to that too uh, a little bit, but before we get to that question, let's, I, I just, I want to take you guys down just a very quick musical trail. So that you understand how, what, when people say things like, well, you know, all all secular music is bad. If you hear the, you know, you hear the syncopation and the, the, you know, there's some, you know, churches will say, well, the meter, you know, the, the beat of the song, you know, is, is demonic or, you know, using drums, you know, if you, if you, if, and, and, and I'll tell you this, and, and I say this in all kindness, if you grew up in like the church of Christ, you were taught that music in and of itself is just wrong, and you should not have music in your church at all. And I mean, if you guys want us to cover that, we can certainly do that. But it is it is everywhere in Scripture where it talks mm-hmm. about music and music being played and being played by a man who was after God's own heart, right? And so, and then we get this thing where, well, there's, you know, the Bible doesn't talk about percussion and the Bible doesn't like all of these things that we fight over, right? But here's what you have to understand. All the music that we have today, even in the church, is all influenced by secular music, all of it. And now, for some of you, that's going to sound really bad. I'm so sorry. And I know you're going to struggle with that. And you're going to say, Kevin, not my precious hymns. They couldn't Mm -hmm. be it, there is no way. Amazing grace and a mighty fortress is our God and all of the old hymns that just seem so rich. And they are. And I love hymns, probably more than most people my age. I just love hymns. Here's the thing. Those hymns were influenced by secular culture, even black gospel music. And I'll give you a little his- history here is in black gospel music, and we'll we'll talk about the other music too, but in black gospel music uh, was heavily influenced by bar musicians. And here's why. So the church on Sunday morning, they didn't have a lot of musicians back in the day. They just, they didn't. And they certainly couldn't pay musicians. So what would happen is the guys who played the bars on Saturday night, they played in the blues bars and and, uh, different bars. They would come in on Sunday morning and they would lend the the church a a, a helping hand and come in and play instruments, music for the church. So for the choirs, singers, whatever. Now you have to understand these guys were used to playing blues in nightclubs. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the music in the black gospel music were influenced by people who were not Christian, who played rhythms and composed songs and influenced the way the meter and the syncopation and all of that type of thing that you get with some of the old black gospel songs. It was influenced by people who were not even Christian. Right. Right? It was influenced by that secular era. That's why when you go to a, bl- a lot of the, the, the old black gospel songs, they have a bluesy, they have a bluesiness to them, right? You know, it's funny because I remember years ago, I, I, I would tell my parents because they vary against secular music and vary against modern g- gospel music or Christian contemporary music, but they had a song called Come in the Room. And if you listen to that song, pretty much 99.9% of that song are blues chords. Mm -hmm. Like, you would think that, name your blues person, right? Eric Clapton, whoever. I love Eric Clapton, by the way. Um, But he would be the person, or B.B. King, or any of these guys, you would think it was one of their songs, right? But they didn't want to hear that. But, you know, but I try to help them to understand that, that is how we, we got some of our music. So if you go back into some of our Christian contemporary music today and music that we've had all through these different eras, even the music for some of the modern hymns, like I said, a mighty fortress is our God, amazing grace, the hymn of the republic, all of these old hymns, they were, they were influenced by the culture. So, so let me, let me just give you a brief thing of the different musical cultures. So we had the medieval culture. So that was between 1150 and 1400. All right. The medieval culture is where we get the Gregorian chant from. And if you don't know what that is, go on YouTube. And l- look up the Gre- Gregorian. <laughs> you want to you wanna sample that for us? Ah, I'm, good. And... I'm good. I'm <laughs> good. But look up the Gregorian chant, and it will, it will be familiar. That type of music would be familiar. Now, any music that came out of that era, even Christian music, was influenced. Listen to Christian music from, from the medieval times, from 1150 to 1400. You're going to see. It's not that bad,
0: actually. No. It's really not. No. Almost no music is that bad. No, no, but like the, the Gregorian chant, is kind of cool.
1: Yeah. But if you listen to Christian music from that time, guess what? You're going to hear some of that in that music because that was what was happening at the time. Then you have the 1400s yeah. to the 1600s, which is the Renaissance era. Okay. And, you know, and so when, it, when you look at the Renaissance era, you see the instrumentation became more prominent during that period. So, you know, the instruments and things that they were using became more prominent in their songs. Then mm-hmm. you've got the the Baroque. Now, I, I know that sounds funny, like broke, but it's not spelled like that. It's spelled how, how it's kind of sound, Baroque. Um, but the Baroque period is from the 1600s to about the 1750s. This was where the idea of modern orchestra came from. So when we think about opera, we think about like the big orchestra, we think about Handel's Messiah. So hallelujah. 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 Like that. Um, that's about all I got for you today. Uh, um, <laughs> but when you hear that, that is from the Baroque area, right? Era. Now, people sing that. No one says, "Oh, that's the demonic. That's wrong, right? But the baroque. Era is not a Christian. We can't, we don't have a corner on that, right? And then we go to the classical era. The classical era was from the 1750s to the 1820s. And through this period, we, they didn't add really any new instrumentation. But you know what happened then? The harpsichord was officially replaced with the piano. So that's kind of when the piano really came into place. And then we've got the Romantic period and the romantic period is from the 1820s to the early 1900s. We look at that, and a lot of that music had a lot of intensity and expression, and just had some kind of a heavily structured pieces. And then we get to our what we are in today, the 20 to 21st century, and what we have today. And you know what? I don't have to explain a lot of the music that we have today, and a lot of the music that we have today is a combination and influenced by every single era that I just talked about. So every Christian song that was played was influenced by those songs. So here's what you want to do. Listen to some songs from that era that are secular, and then listen to the Christian songs, and you will see that both pretty much sync up. That's what they were doing at that particular time. So I think we have to be really careful when we say that music in and of itself is evil or wrong because all of the music that you have and the music you listen to is all, even Christian music is influenced heavily by secular musicians and composers. Think about Lauren Daigle. Who do you think about when you think about Lauren Daigle? You think about Adele, right? Like that's just, that's, you know, for when I first heard Lauren Daigle, Adele is the I, 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 was like, she is a Christian Adele, right? And so that's what.
0: Yeah, I was I was gonna to, to add in all of our Christian all of our Christian artists listen to secular music because they learn, they yep. analyze. So we have to be careful too because they're not sinning listening to secular music. They're perfecting their craft. Yep, by listening to secular music, they're becoming motivated. By listening to secular music. I mean, if you look, you think for a second that Andy Minio doesn't listen to secular rap artists, then you haven't listened to the last couple albums that he's put out. Right.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. You know? And yeah. And if you listen, you know, take your favorite artist, go into Google and type in interview with, and then type in your favorite artist. Nine times out of ten, if it's an interviewer who asks them about who their influences are, a Christian artist, nine times out of ten, is not gonna be, it's not gonna be another Christian artist. Right. They're gonna say, I was influenced by, you know, so if it's somebody like Lauren Daigle, she might say, Hey, I was influenced by Whitney Houston or Aretha Franklin or, you know, different different people like that. You're not gonna hear her say, Oh, I was influenced by Carrie Job and you know, Darlene Check and this, you know, which she might, that might be part of because all of those people are amazing. But that's not nine times out of ten what you're going to hear. So we have to, we have to take this back and say, okay, so if music in and of itself has been influenced all down through the years by secular artists and secular composers, right? Then what makes music bad? Because even the hymns that you say are so sanctified and so amazing and so sacred was influenced by secular, secularism. So what makes it, what makes it, what makes music bad? Well, What makes music bad, and and you guessed it, it's the lyrics. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's the content. That that's Mm -hmm. what's most important. And I think when we look at this, now Kyle, I I, I'll let you chime in on this. I but I want to read this one scripture. Yeah. But it's Philippians 4 and 8. And I I think we have to look at all of the content of our music through through this lens. Finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's noble, Mm -hmm. whatever's right, whatever's pure. Mm -hmm. Whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So I think anytime we're looking at music and we're listening, trying to figure out whether, I don't care what kind of genre it is, is this music true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Is it excellent or is it praiseworthy? Right? does it mean that it has to praise God. The music. Right. <laughs> you don't have to praise God with everything, with every music, with you know with all of your music, but it should never grieve the Holy Spirit.
0: I think I would argue the fact that you could be grieving the Holy Spirit while listening to a sacred song. Absolutely. Because if you're doing it, if you're doing it out of pride or you're doing it out of you know any type of self-fame or self, like look at me type of thing, you you grieve the Holy Spirit that way too. And so, I think you're right though. I, you got to look at two things, I think, when, and almost anything you do, but especially with music, what are the intention of the words and what is the intention of the listener? Yeah. Okay. What am I listening to and why am I choosing to listen to this? Mm-hmm. Okay. First John 2, 15 mm-hmm. to 17 says, do not love the world or anything in the world, the lust of the flesh the lust Mm -hmm. of the eyes, and the pride of life. The struggle with secular music, the lyrics that we hear in in secular music is, a lot of the secular music we hear, it pretty much promotes one of those three. I mean, sex sells. Uh, So, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Usually, artists are talking about, you know, things that do oppose God. However, we have to understand that the heart is deceitful. And we, we talked about this. It produ- it's the producer of words, emotions, actions, and the tributary to the heart are the eyes and the ears. And so, of course, there's going to be this wanting to restrain from listening to secular music because we know that that's pretty much the place that we're going to get the pride of the flesh, the lust, you know, the pride of life, things like that. But it's a little more, it's a little more complex to that because you have to understand okay, what are the words that I'm listening to and why? Am I listening to these words? And I, I heard a, an author, a pastor, a theologian, basically, he say some of these words here. He's like, listen, the computer that you use, that you're using right now, it was created by man. And there's a lot of intentions that you can have on that computer. Mm-hmm. But you get to decide in your heart why you have that computer and what on that computer is going to be used. The, the meat that we eat, it's butchered by unbelievers. -hmm. Possibly, possibly sacrificed to a different God. I mean, when they butcher, you think about Middle Eastern food that you eat. Yeah. They're butchering that in the Middle Eastern market. A lot of these places, they're not going to give you meat that's not halal meat. Yeah. That's not been honored and sacrificed to Allah. Yeah. But we go and we purchase that meat. Mm -hmm. And here we are, we're savoring. And we're utilizing all of these products that have been created by an unbeliever with zero intention to glorify God, yet in the moment, we can utilize it to glorify God. We can utilize it to say, hey, listen, this isn't going to be used to create any more distance between me and God, even if it wasn't intended to create a closeness for me and God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and so, again, it's it's a little more complex with art than it is food. And the the complexity really is, is in these moments of listening, what do you do with the moral elements of it that are contrary to your faith? Mm -hmm. And I think if we can have a discipline there, you know, there's going to be anything that we do, the second we step out of the door of our house, we're going to be faced with these moral elements of life that are contrary to our faith.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and, and the difference is, is whether or not we're disciplined enough to know the difference in that.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think there are many secular songs who, that promote the right things. They promote true love. They promote, and because there's a huge difference between like Kyle, he just read the scripture, the lust of the flesh. It doesn't promote the lust of the flesh. It actually promotes real love. It promotes, you know, things that, you know, because, yeah, are there certain things? And I, here's, here's what, let me, let me say this too. I think it's very important why and when we're listening to music. So if you're angry, and, 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 and this is what we have because music is so emotional and it can, it can shift the mood so yep. quickly. And we have to yep. be very careful. You have to know yourself. If you're angry and you, you're mad and you feel like every time you're angry and you're mad, you have to put on some crazy, like I'm just using this for example, because I think every genre has its, it pushes you towards something. Mm-hmm. If you are angry and you put on rock heavy metal music or rock music because you're in a rage. That's not healthy. It's not that the music maybe not might, might not necessarily be wrong, but you shouldn't do that. I mean, you shouldn't even use Christian music that way. You know, if you're angry and you go put on Red or Demon Hunter or Disciple or somebody, you know, just because it it just stirs you up and leads you further into that kind of mindset, that's not good, and you shouldn't do that. Same way, I would say. If you are listening to, or if you're really sad and you're really depressed, and you were to go listen to something that's very depressing and melancholy and whatever because you just want to sulk in it, right? The, again, it doesn't mean that you can't listen to sad songs, but here's the thing. Know what you're doing, know the intent of your heart. How is this going to affect you and affect the people around you? Because however your how you are, your disposition is, that's how the P it's gonna affect people around you. If you feel very prideful and you want to go off on somebody and you start listening to a bunch of rap music, because rap music can be very prideful, rock rock music can be very rebellious, right? You know, so you, you do have to be very careful to say, why am I listening to it at this particular time? And you guys, you're probably sitting there going, my goodness, Kevin, wow. Do you ever even listen to anything? I mean, are you going through all these files in your mind just to put on a song? No, I know exactly why I'm putting on what I'm putting on when I put it on. Period.
0: Yeah, you can't. The difference is this, man. If if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, and you're basking in nudity, arrogance, culturally and biblically immoral, anything, illicit drugs, sex, you know, you name it. If you're basking in that, if that's If that's something that you call entertainment, you have a heart problem. Yeah. Uh, You have a clear heart problem because that shouldn't be something that entertains you. It should be something that makes you feel awful on the inside and makes you want to actually leave the presence of that. And so I think the problem is, and I think where we really need to understand is, and I think this is where the argument should be like, hey, not hey, should Christians listen to secular music, but what type of secular music should Christians listen to? Because the type that allows you to bask in stuff like that, I mean, there's some stuff in songs that the law of the land calls illegal, and we're basking in it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. the, the sales of, of drugs and the prostitution of women and the, the fights and the shootouts and, and all of this stuff. And, and you listen to that and you go, not only should a Christian not be listening to this, but a morally good person shouldn't be listening to this. Right. And so I think that's where we got to draw the line. In. And you got to really ask yourself, do I have a heart issue? Mm-hmm. You know, and if that's the case, then that's a whole nother topic of discussion.
1: Right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, Kyle, because I know that this may be something that the listeners may ask. Um, and I know people have asked this before, and I was going to cover it, but I, I I'm just scared you know, I want to hear it from you first. A lot of people say things like, well, you know, Kyle, Kevin, I get it. Secular music in and of itself, as long as it's not raunchy and nasty and whatever, it's, it, you know, it's generally okay. But what about the artist's lifestyle? People say that, mm-hmm. well, it, you know, the music might not be that bad, but aren't we as Christians bad because we support this person? We're, we're essentially giving money to uh, mm. to this to 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 a to this person's lifestyle you know if, if beyonce comes out and half naked on the stage everywhere she goes and we, you know we're listening to her music and downloading it we're and i she might not be a good example i'm just i i <laughs> just trying to think of somebody that's out there
2: you're, but, gonna,
0: you're gonna get a call from hove
1: yeah <laughs> Whew, that'd be scary um but if but truly what what do we do about that? What, what, do we, what do we say about people who say, you know what? The artist, it's the artist. I, I, I just don't think that my, my kids should be supporting these artists.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think we have any control over that, quite honestly. I think that, again, you got to ask yourself, why are you involved in what you're involved with and how is this going to affect you? How is this going to affect other people? I mean, messages are going to get out. Agendas are going to get out i i've never been an advocate or a fan of that statement in general because there's just so much evil in this world i mean you're not you're not i don't want to give this excuse like well you're just not going to escape it but again yeah we're not made of this world but we dwell in this world and Mm -hmm. we're gonna rub off and we're gonna rub shoulders and we're gonna rub characters and we're gonna do all of that we can't can't hide from that and so i just i don't think that that I don't think there's a perfect answer to that because in one way where you're trying to avoid one thing while you're trying to avoid one thing, you're going to enter another thing. I think your character and your integrity has to remain true. You can't worry about somebody else's character and integrity. You can decide your own character and integrity. And as long as you do that, hopefully that speaks to those that are watching. I mean, yeah, I listen to artists that have certain songs where I go, oh my goodness, right? But because of my character and integrity, I choose not to go that far. Right.
1: So here, here here's, and I want to add to that, I agree with you 100%. I want to add two things to that. You can't expect the world to act like they're saved.
0: Well, exactly.
1: So, so, exactly. so one... You know, if, if, if you say, well, but what about the, the person who did the song? Listen, the person is a talented musician who does the song. We can't now then go to their life and say, well, you, uh, you know, the only way I'm going to listen to you is if you live by the word of God. They, their father is the devil.
0: If, they don't- if, if we held every Christian to the standard that we hold every sinner, we wouldn't support half of our pastors. Right. Right. I mean, let me be real. Yeah, yeah. Over 70% of your pastors deal with porn. Yes. And we're not saying that's right. I'm going to be honest with you. No, we're, we're, it's not right. But what I'm saying is if you're going to yeah. hold that standard, then you wouldn't support your pastors. Right. Right. I mean, over 70% of your leaders, your, your Christian leaders are struggling with some sort of affair in their marriage, some, some way, shape, or form. These are statistics. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's morally wrong. Right. But, but we understand every single person, no, there's not a single person that's perfect. Right. And and I don't know, man. I just, I guess that's, that would be my rebuttal is okay. Well, then I guess we can't support anybody because nobody's perfect.
1: Right. And I I think my second thing would be if you say, well, I'm not going to support this artist, even though I don't believe that necessarily the music's bad, but I don't want to give them more money to do their lifestyle. Here's, here's the, here's the other problem with that. You give money to Amazon, Apple, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the the shirts, the the shirts that you're wearing right now or the clothes you're wearing. You're supporting some type of sweatshop or shop over in another country where somebody's yeah. making you know pennies a day or a month to you know it's child labor. I mean, again,
0: Dude, someone someone bought something off of Amazon while listening to our show and they don't realize that Amazon's being investigated for work labor laws.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it just it again it goes on and on and on. If we're not careful. We will, you, you, when it, when, when man-made religion and man-made rules get involved, they're never consistent, never, no. because they can't be seen all the way through. <laughs> like you just, you know, say so if you're going to ban not listening to secular music because the person is, lifestyle is something that you don't agree with. Right? right. Now, again, I say this again, please, if you are personally convicted about this, or something because of whatever reason. And if God is, don't do it. Right. Don't right. do it. Right. But but don't get, don't make a blanket statement to everyone else and say, well, you got to come out of the world and be separated and blah, blah. Okay. If you're going to do that, I don't want you to buy anything but from a Christian, Christian clothing company that that makes their stuff in-house, right? Don't shop at Target. Don't shop at Amazon. Don't go to, you like, like, none of that stuff could be done, right? Right. You know, so, you know, people, you know, because people say, well, I, you know, I, I, you know I'm not going to listen to this particular artist because he, you know, his lifestyle is this, but then they support Disney. Like, I mean, it, it just, it doesn't make sense. And you it, it doesn't, it doesn't scale, guys. It, 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 no. it will never scale. So anyways, I say that just to, I think we, you know, to wrap up here is. Is secular music in and of itself a sin? No, you know, music in and of itself. There is no way music can be right or wrong. If I hit this note versus this note, or if I use this instrument versus this instrument, or the beat is a certain way or it, none of that, that it, that is ridiculous. Okay. That just, right. just not true. But we do need to be very careful with our intent, how it's impacting us and. Also, we need to be very careful what that what the lyrics are. What's the content of it? And you know that's that's super super important. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Listen, guys, we get to flush this out on air, and I know that you're probably listening and you want to make comments and feedback. Listen, do that. You can find us on social media pages. I know Kevin gave you our website information, but social media: Instagram, Facebook. On Instagram, you can go to thinking underscore out loud and then on Facebook it's Thinking Out Loud Podcast. And we also have a Thinking Out Loud Podcast fans page. Listen, we on our personal pages, we share posts from those pages. So if you have any trouble getting to them, go to our personal pages, find them from there, but comment on them. Let us know your feedback. You can message us. The last couple shows that we have done have been strictly from comments and feedback from our listeners. So just know that whether it's the text messaging app, whether it's the website, whether it's social media, we see those and we do our best to reply to the ones that we feel are necessary for this show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so again, text us 248-301-2010. You could do that any time it doesn't matter what state you live in, country you live in. We got people in all kinds of time zones. You're like, "Hey, you know, am I going to wake you guys up if I text?" Nope, you're not. You know, this is not our personal phone. This goes to a a separate texting service and we we'll we'll get that and and we'll we'll interact with you. And again, uh, if you want to continue to listen to this show and this show to be continually on the air, we encourage you, you know, and I'm 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 going to be bold and just reach out to to people that that I know listen to this show. If you listen to this show, And you like the content. You know what we're doing. We're trying to get the, the message of, of, of Christ out here. What does the Bible actually say about these things? Doing the research for you, breaking this stuff down, doing everything that we can, because we want you to be, you want to, we want you to thrive at your relationship with God. And so the guests that we have come on, we've got some amazing guests coming up. I mean, there's, there's just some, some great things that are happening. All of this costs money.
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: it, you yeah. know, it, it, it costs money out of our own pockets. And so we do it as a labor of love, but guys, uh, you know, we, we, we have to, for us to continue, we have to have people that'll partner with us. And so if, if, if you can do that, you know, get on our thinking dot That's our website. Go to the homepage there. If you scroll all the way down the donate button. You can do a monthly donation. You can do a one-time donation. It doesn't matter the amount, but why don't you go on there and do that for us? And we would, we would greatly appreciate it because we want to, we want to stay on the air. We, we, this is something that we love to do. We love coming in and just having these discussions with you every week. And so listen, if you're an Apple device, scroll all the way down, rate, review us or any other platform that you're on that you can rate and review us. And share this stuff with your friends, your family, your neighbors, everything. Share it on social media. We love you guys, and we look forward to discussing this during the week as you text us
2: and seeing you next week. God bless you guys.